0: podcast number 117 and we're glad you're here and where is here here is Sugarland Baptist Church Sugarland Texas grab a globe spin it around bang well I'm not sure where you're at but go ahead and find Texas southeast corner of Texas and if you go about 100 miles northwest that's where Kyle is and he's not here today but if you go southwest of Houston about 25 miles, that's Sugarland, and that's where we're at. And we're so glad that you're here. This we're not pastors, we're just regular guys trying to deepen our faith and just have a basic faith walk. Let me tell you the difference between a person that of faith and a person that's not of faith. The same guy. One guy gets up, basically looks at his circumstances, is gonna have a bad day. The other guy, man of faith, gets up, same circumstances, may possibly have a bad guy. But you know what? He's got faith. And he's been working on that faith. And you know what? He's got a little bit of optimism in it that his life is just going to go a little bit better. And that's what we hope that you get out of this. And I want want to welcome all you men of faith and and you ladies that out there that are married to a man of faith or just want to chime in and follow along with us, we're glad you're here too. <clears throat> we have a great, this is a great podcast. We've been in the study of David, and this is Connect 360, Triumphs and Troubles. And if you've never listened to our podcast before, we're, of course, we're on iTunes. All of our podcasts are on SoundCloud. You can also find us on Facebook, Man-Up. We also have a website, which is at man up oasis, so you can find us, and so you can listen to us. And what we do, it's very simple. We have a Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class here at Shorterland Baptist Church. We basically go over a Sunday School lesson, and then at these podcasts, what we do is we dig in a little bit deeper, and of course we... Kind of talk about some of the great ideas that were brought up in the various classes about it and just give a little bit more perspective and and take these historical figures and just peel some layers back like like onions and try to apply it to our modern day life. Pretty simple stuff. And what we do, though, the, the format of the class is very simple. We have some great guys here, and they have very different perspectives. Not only do I introduce them by their name, because this is audio, so you want to be able to hear who they are, but also what some of their passions are. So you might relate to the point of view of one of them more than others. We start out, we have a basic overview, because we don't expect that everybody is inspired by each and every lesson that we do. But we go basically have an overview, and then what we do is we actually read the scripture, and then we go into a deeper discussion and and ask some questions and try to bring some some points out of these lessons that, that you might not have thought about in some of the comments that I've heard that people have written, and on our Facebook page, not only have they Thought about this, but they wanted to ask somebody about some very exact question that we were questioning about as well. So feel free to do that. And so that's just basically my basic overview. My name is Bill Cox. I'm basically the director of the Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship. I'm just basically a sales guy. I've been a writer, an actor kind of deal. Um, and, uh, I was raised on a pig farm, so, I, yeah, yeah, you know, so you'll know where I'm coming from. And I just want to go ahead and I'll introduce the group that we have here. And like I said before, uh, our Deacon, Deacon Kyle, he's out today. So, um, But hopefully uh, he'll be here next week. And But who is here, we have a professional policy writer. He's also a professional gambler. Mr. Steve Titch is here and we have he's an attorney he's also a prosecutor so he can defend you or he could throw you in the brink we call him the judge it's michael cropper and he's here as well hello and now we can say it at a fortune 100 company he is a world class trainer he's also a bit of a theologian we call him the professor Robert Koshu is here, so uh, we're going to go ahead and dive right in. We're in the lesson 12, and this is, we're getting down to the end of David's life and these various lessons on David. Man, I, I myself have learned so much uh, from this, not only about David himself, but all the cast of characters around him. This is awesome. And so if you want something that is relevant to workplace politics, listen to our last five, <laughs> probably since what, 111? 100, 111, 111. 111 is where, is where it right. starts. Man, this stuff just absolutely applies, and I'm telling you what, throwing someone under the bus is a pretty good idea of what's gonna happen today. So, um, and with that, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, ask for the fellows to give a brief overview, and i uh, start out with Mr. Steve Titch
1: oh uh, well someone's always got to stir the pot
0: <laughs> yeah yeah right, right, and
1: and we we have we well, and we've seen a lot of you know we've seen a civil war we just finished a major civil war the son of the son of David had had rebelled there there was a huge battle
0: absolutely and we
1: get yes and we get now we get um now the translation that I have and, and we're using IV uh 2 Samuel chapter 20, verse 1, describes this character Sheba as a troublemaker. Uh, that, is, that is a nice word, <laughs> the editors added. That is, the, the word in Hebrew that, that appears there is Belial, and colloquially translated, it means jackass. <laughs> it, means nice. what? Reckless, yeah. it means reckless fool. Where did you get that? It means <laughs> reckless fool. Belial in Hebrew means reckless <laughs> that's fool. What, right. And, and that's so, cool. and, and they're actually, I, you might find in, in in your translation a more a more uh, a, a more direct or more more un, undiplomatic uh, translation in English. But uh, yeah, that's where we're going to begin here, um, and and it, we'll take it from there.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> Judge.
2: Yeah, a couple things, folks, you, fo- you folks, if you have been listening, I'd like to back up a little bit and set the stage if I can, uh, just for today's lesson, uh, which Steve has just uh, brought a little pre- premonition about what it's going to be. So I want to back up um, to lesson 12, <coughs> folks, as, uh, as Bill has said, the previous lesson was about David's army. First of all, his son Absalom had determined he would take over the country and become king. And he was going to do that at any cost, uh, even if it means killing his dad and all his family, he was going to become king. So uh, David's army, uh, David and his army, leave the leave the city of Jerusalem and go out, and then they confront Absalom's army. Now, before David's army has the war with Absalom's army in the forest of Ephraim, I believe um, David tells his own army, "Please be gentle with my son." In other words, don't hurt him. I mean, it's it's almost as if he's saying, don't even scratch him. If you can take him alive, bring him back to me alive. But that doesn't occur. Joab, the, the commander of David's army, knows that this cannot work. Whether it's godly wisdom, whether it's strategic wisdom, whether it's army wisdom, Joab is David's leader and, uh, and commander, and he has been for many, many, many battles that that, uh, the, that David and the Israelites have gone through, and, and he has the opportunity to take out Absalom, and he does. He takes him out, and not only does he kill him, but he buries him so that he cannot be brought back to Israel. This uh, is a loose term there. Uh, right, right, right. Right. You could explain you. it if you want to. Right. Wrong, yeah, right. yeah. They, they actually, he actually threw him under a pit with a lot of rocks on him so that if you did dig him up, he couldn't be identified. Right. So it, it was very clear. Joab had a, a strategy, and that's simply get him away from his dad and get him away from the rest of Israel so they were not mourn him or make a hero at him, which it appeared his dad would. Okay, uh, so Israel is the first. Now, uh, let, let's go back for a minute. In the transition from that lesson to today's lesson, David cries. This is at the end of lesson 18. David is is crying when he learns of Absalom's death, and he's making a fool of himself, literally a fool. And, folks, if you want to uh, turn to uh, the second chapter, pardon me, 2 Samuel 19, uh, at the end of 18, which is where we left off the last lesson, uh, Joab is told, Behold, the king, King David, is weeping and mourning for Absalom. So when all his soldiers came back into Manahem, which is where David and all his family were hide, not hiding, they were actually kept up there in the in the city. Uh, when Joab had learned that, well, no, first of all, before that it says, the people stole back into the city that day. The people were ashamed. They stole back. I mean, that's like walking a dog with your tail between your legs. If you and I walked right. back in, instead of praising God or jumping up and down and shooting fireworks and saying we won the battle, they were all humiliated. They walked into the city because they'd heard David was crying and was sorry that they had won by killing Absalom. So Joab goes to the king and he says, Today you have disgraced all your servants who today have saved your life, the life of your sons and daughters, the lives of your wives, The lives of your concubines, in that you love your enemies and hate your friends. For you have declared today that you regard neither princes nor servants. For today I perceive, I see that if all of us had died today, but Absalom had lived, it would have pleased you. I mean, talk about wisdom. You can't say anything clearer than that, straighter than that. Uh, Now, therefore, he says, arise and go out and speak and comfort all your people, all your servants, all your army. Uh, or he says, for I swear to you that if you don't do this tonight, tomorrow, they will all be against you and turn against you. Now, the second important thing we want to go here, David then does this. He goes out and sits and greets the people and tells them thank you for winning the war. And, in that, and after that, the, uh, Israel itself, who had followed Absalom, Israel... Decided, you know, we screwed up, let's get David back. It says there are, we, go should,
1: we should clarify. It's a little confusing because in the text, it's already kind of referring to Israel as the northern part of yeah. the kingdom. Um, That's correct. And, and Israel, I mean, so it, and it almost, the, the text kind of goes back and forth. Um, it, and, and, and interestingly enough, this is, you can even see in this story the divisions begin. Um, that's correct. But, well, actually, they were it, there before David became king. Judah was the one that made him right, king. Right. Right. And they were they were, go, they, go were ahead, tri- now, they were tribe. They were tribes. And Judah, if you look at him, Judah had a, a whole lot of territory in the south. Yes. Um, along with um, not Bandit, but with another with one other tribe. And in fact, the northern tribes, uh, when they are when they are supplicating themselves to returning, um, actually do try to leverage some of that and says we have 10 shares in the kingdom um, and they do they do but uh, it will be after Solomon it will be those ten tribes that territory that becomes the kingdom of Israel and then the southern kingdom becomes known as Judah uh, and uh, so so but here as, as I said sometimes sometimes Israel is referred to those as those 10, those ten northern tribes. Sometimes it's the ten themselves.
3: No, <laughs> Steve
2: is absolutely correct. And if you go back when David is made king, it's first Judah and Benjamin that anoint him king over, mm-hmm. over <clears> the <throat> <clears throat> country. And then Israel later joins them after mm-hmm. Solomon's final son is killed. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll come back to this. And so the, when it's good that you say that. Israel, mm-hmm. those ten tribes, which Steve is talking about, say, okay, we screwed up. Absalom is dead let's call David back. And and David is somewhat puzzled because Judah itself doesn't come to him and say, come back and be our king. But he has heard rumors, people have brought him news that Israel wants him back. So he sends two of his priests to talk to the leaders of Judah and they say, okay come on back, we want you to come back. And then they immediately rally and go get him. They immediately rally and go to David while Israel is still gathering themselves together to go meet him. And what they want to do is welcome him back as king when he crosses back over the Jordan. And so Judah and it's, the scriptures say half of Israel comes and they welcome him back and he walks back across the river Jordan. And then the rest of the tribe of Israel comes and meets as well, and there becomes a brotherly sibling <coughs> spat between Israel and Judah, mm-hmm. Yep. right? And if
1: you guys want a comment about that, it's very interesting. Well, that's difficult. that's where that's where our well, you you may want to be there. Might be on to talk about what, but that's that's kind of where where our jackass friend gets <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. So hey, anyway, so Israel comes and gets and starts arguing with their brothers, Judah and Benjamin. It says. Why did you come over here and you stole our king away from us by getting here first? You got here early, we got here late, so you have stole our king from us. And the fight and the argument back and forth is so strong that it takes us up to this today's lesson. But anyway, if, uh, which we're, we're going to get into. But anyway... You want to okay. comment on that, Robert and good. Steve? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that, that's good. That's good.
3: that's good. I, yeah. I, I really appreciate it because one thing we've done with this is we've skipped a chapter, done a lesson, skipped a chapter, <laughs> done a lesson through a lot of this. And Mike has always kept mm-hmm. this kind of because in reality, the background stuff that goes on in the lessons we skip is pretty important. Is, well, it's super important. And, right. and mm-hmm. what I, my, my summary is when Bill reads the scripture, I want to encourage our listeners to. Yes. Listen to the people in the story and think back to the previous lessons we've discussed. You know, as I, I mentioned before, and Bill mentioned before, if you really want to know about office politics and mm-hmm. how things work and all of that, go listen starting at, and I think you're right, Bill, it's either 110 or 111, and go through this and mm-hmm. substitute your office for the king, <laughs> the VP for the king, mm-hmm. the VP or the palace, the VP for the king, the concubines can be the secretary <laughs> of the pool. I mean, right. go
1: and put uh, right. Actually, that's up. department person. i yeah. lost but mine. Right. I got that right. right. Yeah. I Explain but the concubines right. a little right. more. I'll yeah. 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 so bring
3: that them up, okay. but go <laughs> and listen to them. <laughs> if so, if oh. you have the time, and it mm-hmm. takes a bit. It took four, four and a half, five hours. I was able to do it when I did a little drive, but go listen to them all at once because you get a sense of the narrative here. And that's not Mm -hmm. something that you get a lot of times when you study scripture. Because we're Mm -hmm. really good about picking, in the Old Testament, we'll pick a chapter. In the New Testament, you Mm -hmm. pick a verse. Right. (laughs) You know? But we miss the narrative Mm -hmm. of what's Mm -hmm. really going on when we do that. And And so I would really encourage people go do that
0: and just listen to it. And the difference with doing this Mm -hmm. historical, Mm -hmm. you're taking contemporary personalities out of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas so many other people, oh, that reminds me just of my office, but that's slanted Mm -hmm. by your own personal view. Whereas you look at this historical data, then you Mm -hmm. can see all the different characters and the the maneuvering that each of them Mm -hmm. make, which is, Mm -hmm. it's just awesome, it's just awesome. Uh
1: I have one more thing to add before you read and because it's critical. Um, mm-hmm. Mike, Mike read it. Um, after, after Joab in some way speaks truth to power. Yeah. Uh, yeah getting he, you know, well, he gets demoted and this yeah. is important for this story. Absolutely. He, gets, he gets relieved of his command right. and, and worse <laughs> and, and, and it's never said why and I don't want to get into the discussion quite yet. True. David promotes in his place Amasa, a a general named Amasa. And Amasa uh, was actually Absalom's general. He had defected. And here is David promoting him over who has been a very loyal general. And that—that's enough. I'm going to say because because there's something that happens in yeah. this story. Right. That, no, <laughs> that, that answered That and you know it's good old well, Joab. Well, I was
4: let's let's go. go back. <laughs> no,
1: let's go back real quick. Okay. You brought up something.
2: Do you remember that also? Joab confronted Abner. The yes. <laughs> general for Saul's army, mm-hmm. and what he did he right. do yeah. to him? Which yeah. I don't yes, know you're yes, in. Yes. Yeah, I if y'all yeah. don't know, back when Saul no longer, when Israel came to David become king, David promoted Abner and mm-hmm. brought him in, and. Joab killed Abner, mm-hmm. stabbed him. Right. So anyway, yeah. spoilers. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> I <mean>, Joab is <laughs> a very jealous general. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. like But idea. also,
0: I mean, and let's put this into context. Yeah, they're older. They're to, get. Mm-hmm. They're both getting towards the end of their life. Mm-hmm. David's getting to the end of his reign, and Joab. Is getting to the yeah. end of he's. They're probably what in their. You'd say fifties. Probably, Babys- probably, Babys- probably is Babys- 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 so yeah. Babys- Joab's probably in his fifties. Yeah, Joab's probably a little bit, little bit younger. By
1: the way, they're all his relatives too. Yeah, Abner <laughs> is like his <laughs> <laughs> nephew. Yep. Joab and Joab is his nephew. Right. Right. Yes,
0: and Amasa
1: is like and, a nephew of. And yes, they're in.
0: They're all right. right. And so now we're going to go ahead and get into the scripture now that we've got a little bit of background information. This is 2 Samuel 20. Now, a troublemaker named Sheba, son of Bickre, a Benjamite, happened to be there. He sounded the trumpet and shouted, We have no share in David, no part in Jesse's son. Every man to his tent, O Israel. So all the men of Israel deserted David to follow Sheba, son of Bichri. But the men of Judah stayed by their king all the way from the Jordan to Jerusalem. When David returned to his palace in Jerusalem, he took the ten concubines he had left to take care of the palace and put them in in the house under guard. He provided for them, but he did not lie with them. They were kept in confinement till the days of their death living as widows. Then the king said to Amasa, Summon the men of Judah to come with me within three days and be here yourself. But when Amasa went to summon Judah, he took longer than the time the king had set for him. David said to Abishai, Now Sheba, son of Bichri, will do us more harm than Absalom did. Take your master's men and pursue him, or he will find fortified cities and escape from us. So Joab's men under the Carathites and the Pelathites and all the mighty warriors went out under the command of Abishai. They marched out of Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, son of Bichri. While they were at the great rock in Gi- Gibeon, Amasa came to meet them. Joab was wearing his military tunic and strapped over it At his waist was a belt with a dagger in its sheath. As he stepped forward, it dropped out of the sheath. Joab said to Amasa, How are you, my brother? Then Joab took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him. Amasa was not on his guard against the dagger in Joab's hand, and Joab plunged it into his belly, and his intestines spilled out on the ground. Without being stabbed again, Amasa died. Then Joab and his brother Abishai pursued Sheba, son of Bichri. One of Joab's men stood beside Amasa and said, Whoever favors Joab and whoever is for David, let him follow Joab. Amasa lay wallowing in his blood in the middle of the road, and the man saw that all the troops came to a halt there. When he realized that everyone who came up to Amasa stopped, he dragged him from the road into a field and threw a garment over him. After Amasa had been removed from the road, all the men went on with Joab to pursue Sheba, son of Bikri. Sheba passed through all the tribes of Israel to Abel, Beth, Maka, and through the entire region of the Bichites, who gathered together and followed him. All the troops with Joab came and besieged Sheba in Abel Beth Maacah. They built a siege ramp up to the city and stood against the outer fortifications. While they were battering the wall to bring it down, a wise woman called from the city, Listen, listen, tell Joab to come here so I can speak to him. He went towards her and she asked, Are you Joab? I am, he answered. She said, listen to what your servant has to say. I'm listening, he said. She continued, long ago they used to say, get your answer at Abel, and that settled it. We are the peaceful and faithful in Israel. You are trying to destroy a city that is a mother in Israel. Why do you want to swallow up the Lord's inheritance? Far be it from me, Joab replied. Far be it from me to swallow up or destroy. That is not the case. A man named Sheba, son of Bichri, from the hill country of Ephraim, has lifted up his hand against the king, against David. Hand over this one man, and I'll withdraw from the city." The woman said to Joab, His head will be thrown to you from the wall. Then the woman went to all the people with her wise advice, and they cut off the head of Sheba, son of Bichri, and they threw it to Joab. So he sounded the trumpet, and his men dispersed from the city, each returning to his home. And Joab went back to the king in Jerusalem. Joab was over Israel's entire army, Benaiah, son of Jehoiah, was over the Carathites and the Pelathites. Adaranan was in charge of forced labor. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was recorded. Shiva was secretary. Zadok and Abathar were priests. And Ira, the Jeriite, was David's priest. <coughs> You know, one of the things that uh, it, it says in here, uh, a siege ramp in 15. People talk about that. These walled cities, a lot of times what armies would do is they would just surround the cities and basically starve the people out. Because yep. sure. essentially you'll have, you'll have to come out sooner or later for food. But when they wanted to get in in a hurry, what they would do is they would build these siege ramps essentially mm-hmm. i mean just your big, basic big dirt ramp <laughs> you just big dirt ramp and then you're you thinking though well anybody you guys have seen like Monty Python the Holy Grail mm-hmm. you know with the with the guards at the top they actually <laughs> though on these siege ramps they also had roofs on them they would build a roof so an archer's arrow could not yep. pierce it yep. and and so it was just a matter of time before that army was going to make its way into that wall. And so that the, the wise lady, whoa, 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 yeah. stopped the construction. What do you guys want? And she saved the lives of all the people inside that city. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, it makes you wonder why Joe Weber somebody didn't go and knock on the doors and say, do you know you've got somebody bad here? He's just gonna go plowing and go get the guy no I matter think that's what, right? Yeah, They're actually, good.
1: we see him quite, you know. He's <laughs> cool. It's a little, little, little bit out of character. To he actually, mm-hmm. hey, wait a minute, and. And, you know, maybe he doesn't really want to do it. Uh, it's, you know, the whole thing's... He, he just never, never thought to knock on the you know, door. Yeah, and he never is.
2: Yeah. Hey,
1: you know, is, is, that all you, uh, is that all you want? Right. Oh.
3: Well, I, I, I found it amazing that this one woman, who obviously was a very wise woman mm-hmm. and probably was in leadership in the city, mm-hmm. which would have been very unusual. Yeah. Conv- yeah. yeah, him, right there. That guy, <laughs> you two, grab him. Give me his head. Here you go. You know, toss it over the wall. I mean, to, yeah, no, the, the visual of that is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the visual I really get is is that that she basically go she she goes back in and she goes, look, I talked to Joab. Y'all know him, the king's general. Yeah. He says he wants that guy right there. Grab him. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Okay. Somebody take late. him out.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: in the league. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so take him out. Bring his head back. I'm going to throw it over to and, Joab, and and, and all no, be good.
1: you go back to where this this guy probably was a real jackass. If that's yeah. that's yeah. how quick this was said. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he had no, uh, you know, we, uh, say what you want about Absalom, he had an army, he had followers. Um, so where this was this guy?
2: Well, this is a good point. Where's this, the army that followed this? Well, you know, you I think they're inside they, well, the he I ran think,
1: well, I think Michael, I think. It, this is the, the geography of the story is very interesting, uh, mm-hmm. because he 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 ran away. He did not. We, we hear this, you know, and maybe you know down down by the Jordan, down by Jerusalem, you got some people who are still irritated, and they're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you know they see you know the army coming out, and they see, they see you know clearly David serious, and one of the first time he's actually reacting quickly at yeah. last. Yeah, <laughs> he sees they're serious. Um, Sheba takes off, and um, so Abel. St- Abel, yeah. Abel. What is this? The city. Uh, Abel. Abel uh, yeah, right. uh, I'll they just call it for a short background. Right. Uh, yeah. That yeah. is. That is in the most. It is. It's today. It's in the northernmost point of Israel. It's almost in um, Syria. Yeah, yes, It's. It is. It's practically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's part of the Golan Heights. Uh, yeah. And, I, and and if I, if I I don't have I didn't have a map uh-huh. to look at, but it is. And at the time, it was pretty much the last big. Center city, yeah. and it sounds like it was a center of learning, or, or you know, quote unquote university town. Yeah, uh, it, it was, it was considered uh, a yeah, right. uh, wisdom, a lot of wisdom there, right. and and that which is which, is, which isn't Case. refuted. Um, but he, but I guess the point is, is that here in the most northern point of Israel, they are still loyal to David. Mm-hmm. Right. It isn't, it isn't quite, you know, and a and good lesson here, especially as we are. In our times, we tend to be consider this country regionally divided. Right. Uh, it's not always as it's divided not, as it looks. It's not as always divided as it looks. They aren't all rednecks down in Georgia, and they aren't all uh, hipsters in
0: Seattle. You know what I find that is interesting? David didn't give the command... To Joab, he gave the command to Abishai. Yes, his brother, his brother, which and is his brother. brother sorry, but, but, but Joab, but, and he, but, still but Joab yes, he still the but Joab, he still the but here's the thing. <laughs> yes. and, and, and you know what? It reminded me. It reminded me of. It reminded me of George W. Bush and Dick Cheney. Oh. You know, <clears throat> George W. Bush might have gotten the order, but it was Dick. That did the, <laughs> the and exact. that was, and that is kind of the thing, because when they went out and met Abishai, or Amasa, awesome. Amasa, uh, it it was Joab that met him in the street. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hey brother, <laughs> and yeah. he grabbed him and he awked him right there, and then he left his body for well, everybody and, to see. And, and and
3: you get the feeling that that okay. If you read Civil War literature, I am not a doctor. Do not have anything about it. But if you read Civil War literature, what the the most feared shot of a Civil War soldier was to be shot in the
1: gut. Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh, yeah, because him, you die slowly. slowly. Yeah, the, the, oh. I kind of
3: get the feeling. We we get this little he wallowed there. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking. The guts are pouring out. And he's I, laying there, moaning and groaning you, and writhing. You can survive. I mean, even today, you yeah. Don't want to
1: have a gut shot—you, you, you—it's—it's—it you, you, takes forever, it's forever to die. you know. They disemboweled so, people. Yeah. That's
0: this true. was called
3: a.
1: This was called a
3: message. From, that's from, right.
0: From that's right. And that is a message. And as a matter of fact, we're going to take our hard break right now, and we're going to come back and dissect the rest of the story. This is Man Up, Man Up podcast number one seventeen. We will be right back. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. But these regular guys, we have been going through some serious man study looking at the history of David. And we are finishing up our Connect 360, Triumph and Troubles. It's by Baptist Way Press. Wonderful text. And we were in 2 Samuel 20 talking about David Talking about Joab, Amasa, Abishai. <clears throat> I think that, and just like there's people in, in, in my class, we were talking about were, we're veteran heavy. And a lot of these veterans, they were speaking up in class and they said, you know, there's certain people that are leaders and they're designated as a leader. But you, when you get out in the field, the real leaders show up, and that cr- reminds me of Band of Brothers when they had Lieutenant Dyke was supposed to take in an attack, and he just he just got gun shy and just couldn't take it in. They go, Spears, give me Spears, and Ronald Spears goes in, and he is a man, and he takes it in. And that's kind of how I feel about Joab. He might have been demoted. But I think still, he took it back over. he took back over. That's exactly it. Okay, yeah. you can t- you can take a star off my shoulder, but it doesn't matter. I'm still a general.
2: Yeah. The the um, interesting thing you point out about a laying there and the men looking at her. Remember, he went out to to gather Israel together to come and chase Sheba, right? Sheba. So. All these men are ones he probably brought into the army. And here he is, he's just been stabbed to death. So they're staring at him. Why is he killed? Why is he laying on the ground? And they're probably the ones he
1: recruited. So they had to be one of Joab's men just. At the moment, stands up and, what does he say? We're all yes. going to follow. Everybody get behind Joab. Joab. Yeah, he so knows exactly what um, he has to do. It's, huh? it's uh, go, go ahead, continue. I'll, I'll. Uh, he but says, he,
2: Whoever favors Joab, yeah. and whoever is for David, <laughs> let him follow Joab.
4: Yes, he knew it yes, turned the attention off, it,
0: so. off of Masa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gave Amasa three days. Mm-hmm. And Amasa didn't accomplish it in three days. And because of that, Joab knew something was up.
2: Could, there must know. be something behind there. Well, something
0: thinking, yeah. was up. I, I it, we we don't that that's probably
1: Joab personally probably thought that. He didn't right. he the well the scripture points out that Amasa was the son of a Benjaminite. He was a he was he was a northerner. So right. so so I'm sure B I'm sure um Joab didn't trust him.
0: Oh, whether whether he was whether, and, you
1: know the guy, the guy just come over. I mean, he he was. I've always to say right. Joab was looking for any excuse. Yeah. You're yeah. you're, you're I, an hour overdue. Are you? you were I supposed was, to be here an hour. Okay, what are you out doing? Recruiting? Recruiting against the? Well, we'll take care of that. And and uh, yeah, this
3: is Joab. This is Joab being Joab again.
1: Yes. You know, last week yeah. he did
3: number two. He he was number two taking care of number one. This week. Number one is
1: taking care of number one again, and this was a threat but yeah, but to know, Joe We're he, pick picking up. You see, Bill Billy's Bill is Bill is pointing out that you know, Massa may have been up to something one way or another. Weasel, weasel could a be. Way. Yeah, could be.
0: Could be. I wouldn't that, doubt that. It. That's yeah. that is entirely possible. But, but and here's the thing, though, that was a stroke of leadership mm-hmm. in plain view. By Joab, well, and, and
3: I was going to say, yeah. and do you think if anybody had any thoughts about joining the rebellion against David this time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. There was a message there. That well, you said. True.
2: That Steve also brought the point. All these Israelites followed she, Sheba right off the bat, but after the army of David came out with Abishai, Joab, and the Israelites come together, he ended up running off by himself. I really think that. It doesn't say that, but it pretty much infers. Uh, that. And, and he hit, ended up going and 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 hit in this by himself. Him. He, went,
1: he went as far hit. as he could go. Yeah.
0: He absolutely. <laughs> That's right. in This peaceful city <laughs> nice Seattle. I'm go to the yeah. college town. Yes. College. Austin. Or <laughs> Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Right. Until no, things, Until yeah. things cool down, until they heard the construction <laughs> yes. outside the wall.
1: And, and, the wall. and then a wise woman
0: says, what are you bringing us this, this
1: drama here? <laughs> right, right, right.
0: And you know and the thing about it is they talk about wise woman and I, she must have been a, a lady that was well connected in the community. Yeah. Oh, no and, doubt. And, and, and she you just said, hey, hey, wait a second. Not a problem, Commander Joab. I'll just go talk to people. We'll have his head over. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw it
1: over the wall. Hey,
0: yeah.
2: yeah you know that the the, uh, the writer of the lesson here, folks, if you had, had the book with you, the the four points of the lesson uh, are given to us before we do the lesson <laughs> right. which we're talking about here. And the uh, the author of the lesson is his main idea is that a wise woman saved. The city by ridding it of the troublemaker. Well, we, we all understand that. That's what Derek's yeah, right. talking about right now. The second question there's a question to explore that the author states to us. He says, How can we seek wisdom in responding to troublemakers? Well, that's easy. Cut their heads off. Go ahead, throw it over the wall. <laughs> that's, that's
1: the direct
2: Hey, Hey, so you know tell something
4: We about laugh.
1: It. But this, like, this is, this is there, the, the main question. How many people, that. how many organizations, let toxic people stick around. and He's like, wait the, the trainer over here is, so is laughing. That's right. That's the trainer is laughing know, because the trainer sees you know, you don't want to do it anything. Now. I mean, and, and, and no like idea
3: with nobody knows deal with it. Nobody yeah. well, and, and, it. And, and the problem That's is, a lot of times when it. you let toxic people go forever in an organization, they can break divisions of an organization, the organization, oh, no the organization oh, no itself yeah, down, yeah. and it's yeah. all because nobody wants to confront mm-hmm. the toxicity. Or will we'll do what they did. need to do. Right. They, they may confront they, it, but they, exactly.
2: they won't do what they need to do. Well, it's it, it's, it's, it's or,
3: one of those things where it it becomes paralysis mm-hmm. by analysis. And in today's world, and I've mm-hmm. only been in HR, I've only been part of an HR organization mm-hmm. in one of my career jobs. and. I will honestly say it was the worst because I'm not Mr. HR. I don't talk in the calm, smoothing HR voice. You know, I, I'm, you know I'm, I'm the guy on a conference call, after I tell you three times it's not going to work and I have legitimate reasons why not, I will eventually go, okay, this is stupid. Here's mm-hmm. what's wrong with this idea. I've explained mm-hmm. it to you before, and I just use the stupid word because I want you to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and because people won't make those decisions. You're totally that's right. right. That's right.
0: I've been in the military, I was in the Navy, and in boot camp, we had a guy who was a screw up. Everybody put up with it for a while until one day we didn't have to run once. We didn't have to run twice. We had to run three times because of the sky.
3: Y'all corrected
0: him, didn't you? They They corrected him severely at night when the guard wasn't watching. He requested out of the Navy because he was beaten so badly. But he was one of these guys that was deliberately messing up. He just thought it was funny until it affected the other 79 guys in our company. It Mm -hmm. happened once. It happened twice. It happened the third time. And you could tell he was not going to be there the next day. He was corrected and that is but see that's the thing about political politically correct culture we're touchy feely we don't want to hurt people's feelings and so we allow it, like it a sore to mm-hmm. just fester until it does affect all the other well, and, people well and then the problem is
3: then when you attack it you could be accused of overdoing it Oh, you know, yeah, basically, yeah. Let, let's take this one to its other conclusion. So the woman doesn't get involved and handle mm-hmm. the situation. Right. What would have mm-hmm. happened? Oh, Joe Joab Adler. would have would the wall have... down, mm-hmm. and no telling how many people in that city mm-hmm. they would have killed until they got to him.
0: And he would have been hiding because he, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, he, he would have been. He would have He would have known that he was the one mm-hmm. they were after. Mm-hmm. So they would have probably had to kill the vast majority of the people to find him. They would have went through but, house to house and just randomly killed people. But,
1: you know, until here's, they here's also part of this is, it's a woman, but she mans up. the yeah, 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 she's, she's, she's the guy, the boss, we'll, we'll, put, we'll, we'll make it more parallel. The vice president says, you've got a problem in your department. Do You mm-hmm. want to handle it, or do you need me to handle it? And you really don't want the VP to handle. VP is respecting your, your, authority. your, your authority, your walls, your town. That's correct. Literally, yeah. and and she said, she called, she, she said, she says we're not. She's. She, she basically sends the message to Joab, we're not enemies. And, and I'm not always, Joab's not always the model guy here. So let us no. But in this well, I mean, case. Look what he just did with Massa. Yes, in this case, he <laughs> actually Listen, is. <laughs> um, and he says, okay, <clears throat> you take care of it, we'll be good. And she does take care of it, and quickly. And, and it is the right thing to do, even though Sheba died. And she, for all of Sheba is an idiot. She was one of these fools, and but no the fool got himself it. killed because he thought, "Hey, I'm going to blow a trumpet, and you know, see if I can." I, 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 I'm going to stir the I, pot. <laughs> this, this is
3: this is a Shiva. was a classic example
4: mm-hmm.
3: of someone who takes it of someone who mm-hmm. doesn't have authority, doesn't know what he's doing, mm-hmm. but tries to take advantage of a situation. Because he took advantage of the situation Mike described early, mm-hmm. where uh, where Israel mm-hmm. is no 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 and they're having this big family mm-hmm. quarrel right. basically mm-hmm. over who loves David more, mm-hmm. and he takes yeah. advantage of it. And Sheba was from the tribe of Benjamin, Saul's tribe,
4: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you know. Right. And so he tries to really ramp it up. You know, mm-hmm. at the end he's a classic example of the guy in the office who stirs the pot.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about were. one point and one <laughs> other point about that. In, in the uh, chapter 19 which we the second Samuel chapter 19 we were talking about this earlier folks in the history where where David now comes back from menahem comes back to Jerusalem to become king again Shemmai comes to confront him while he's coming back across Jordan. Mm-hmm. And, folks, if you remember, Shimei mm-hmm. is the guy who was, uh, again, from uh, the tribe Benjamin, I think, a possibly mm-hmm. a relative yeah. of Saul, yeah. Yeah. who cussed and insulted David as he was leaving right. and running away from Absalom's army coming to Jerusalem. He, he pelted him with stones. He threw dirt on him, and he um, uh, cursed him. And Joab or Abishai went through. Abishai has hot head, too. Mm-hmm. Abishai yeah. offers to take his head off. He offers David to take his head off, and David says, "No, no, I'm, God may be wanting him to do this to me. I right. deserve it." So when he's coming back, Shimei, Shimei is about the first one to meet him across the river and says, "I have sinned. Please don't kill me. Please don't remember this. Please don't remember this sin to me and hold it against me." And David forgives him because he asks forgiveness. And, and I'm going to jump off of that real quick for yeah.
3: kind of take a small detour. Talk about the evolution or the get back where he was somewhat of a leader is David. Because David, you're talking about a guy that slept with Bathsheba, ignored his family, Mm -hmm. totally ignored Tamar, had a temper before. Mm -hmm. I mean Mm -hmm. we'll we'll kind of, the whole thing with the guy delivering Absalom's message not being killed, I think that was very... Mm -hmm much a moment there. But he
0: checked out for years.
3: <laughs> but he did Yes. But, but yeah. look how he pulls back at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't no, go kill right. Shimei. He comes back and evenly divides out the inheritance of Saul's um, grandson that was lame.
2: Mephichit. Mephi- 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 and he Yeah, I never can remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those Ziba. were other things.
3: Yeah. yeah he it doesn't remember. kill zeba He kind of splits it between the two. And he, he actually follows the Judaic law regarding what to do with these concubines that Absalom mm-hmm. slept with. Yes. He sets them up as basically widows
1: mm-hmm. in
3: their own home. And, and that's a stain on him for the rest of his life. He, Here's he, the house where the yeah, ten yeah. women I mean, uh,
1: looking at, from, from our perspective, it looks, you know, oh, he, he's locking them up. But he, he could have killed them. Yes, with I mean, he, he, would, he under under his right, he could have had yes. them all killed, yeah. and so he's 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 showing, he's showing, uh, like he's he's following Judaic law, which he hadn't always done, but he's he's showing probably the most mercy he could, yep. um, in that situation. Because because I'm thinking the old David, the Bathsheba David,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, what the heck you know she was kind of good looking let me have her of yeah it's it's
1: you know yeah but I, but again i think this is this is i think we see some character resolution here we see a we after him we, we, we see did. him again rather decisively even even though you know sheba is is really no match for absalom he's nonetheless let's nip this thing in the bud you know he asked for three you know get after him and take care of this He's not saying oh, what am I gonna do? I mean this, this, this. He he issues the order and it, it happens. <coughs> he's starting to respond like that. um, and and, and and he's, he's kind of making right. he's making sensible decisions. Making good decisions he's got yeah. his head back in the game here. Um, um, yeah, which which is I, I think yeah uh, you know, we still we still got one more lesson to go, but but it's I I think he's a div- he's a I I see some growth.
0: Yeah, I agree. This. I agree. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I totally agree mm-hmm. with that. So we're getting down to the end of the podcast, podcast number one seventeen, and I just want to go around the room and uh, get some final thoughts and some final takeaways uh, from this particular lesson. And uh, start out with uh, with the judge, Michael Um uh, The
2: the lesson, the author of the lesson, uh, gives us uh, a box here for applying wisdom to the local church. He says, and it's on page one forty two, guys. If you if you want to look, if not, it's fine. Uh, And and what he's trying to do is give us wisdom in dealing with troublemakers, okay? Now, I'm not so sure I agree with that. Like I said, take them out and cut their head off or stone them. Uh, that's, That's what the gist of the lesson seems to say. But he does offer this spiritual insight for us if, in fact, we have troublemakers in our company or in our family or whatever, he says, first of all, he says, uh, applying wisdom, and he he points it specific to the local church, he says, rely on the Holy Spirit. In other words, seek wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Appreciate the body of Christ. Read the Bible. Ask God for guidance and then obey Him, which David did over and over again, and Steve made that comment. We're starting to see the old David here. Uh, so he's using wisdom wherever he can, and maybe he's starting his heart again to seek the Lord's guidance here. Also, practice the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, bring back the divisions or, or the the uh, splits between you and other people. Appreciate people's differences and serve the church with joy and love. Say thank you to everyone. Treat everyone with respect and realize that the action of one can affect many, many lives, and Bill has been saying this forever from when he took over from the class, and that's simply, folks, whenever you do something, you're like a, a stone tossed into a pond. Whatever actions we do as men ripple, have a ripple effect on everything around us, whether it's on the job or our family or whatever. He says, treat everybody with respect and realize the action of, that you do can affect many people. And then also lead by example. And that's another statement we've all stated over and over again, and Bill has essentially said over and over again, that we are here as men. We are to lead by what we do. It's Talk is cheap. What you do is what people see. And then finally, practice knowledge with all humility. And uh, be humble, be meek. That doesn't mean you're weak as in W-E-A-K. It means you're meek. It means you control your strength and your power.
0: Excellent, Professor.
3: Yeah, just what a series of lessons we've had on David. David has actually come up, and and there's so much office politics here. It's not even funny. Nip it in the bud. Um, the second person that, the second person that will start trouble up all the time. The number two guy that will take care of the problem no matter what. Sometimes to everyone's detriment. There, there's so, so much in these stories of David that. That I'd almost I'd almost like to go back through it again because <laughs> I think there's a whole other layer. I think there are layers we haven't touched yet. Right, <laughs> right. In this, but just you know, really, it's just been a really amazing set of lessons, and we're really getting to the end of it.
1: Excellent, Mr. Steve Titch This <laughs> is. I'm gonna take the low road here. This is a great blood and gut story if if yeah. if you dads out there want to get your maybe your 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 middle school age sons into the Bible, this is a great story uh, my my son who's now who's now now sixteen he 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 his, it this captured his imagination. almost owes us this much, and maybe maybe the professor here knows there's a story in judges where a guy gets stabbed, but he's so fat that the Oh, sword! The sword, the sword just lodges in there, and, <laughs> and which, which I think is one of my son's favorite stories. Um, but yeah, but but in so and so in line with that, I, I'm just, and uh, again, I, I text this over to the professor. It might be on our our webpage and it might be tweeted soon. Um, there is a really um, uh, exciting, I can say, exciting illustration um, out of. The, what's known as the Morgan Bible, it is. It was Morgan Bible really isn't a translation. It's a series of illuminations dating from the 1240s, me, b- very medieval stuff. It was done in France, so the the like the 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 characters are all presented in French medieval knight costume or, or dress. But it is the story of this whole chapter, um, and as the style could, was, they they could take one one frame and pretty much illustrate the whole story and there is a tremendous there's this sense of movement in this illustration and it's got everything it's got a massa lying on this road there with his guts hanging out they, they you know they're they're chopping off uh, Sheba's head, tossing it over the wall. They're building the siege ramps. It's the, the wise woman is up there uh, talking to to Joab. Uh, it'll be. We'll text it out, but you can find it by searching. Uh, it is on our, on our Facebook page. It's on our Facebook page. That's so awesome, there it is. Awesome. Have a have a look and 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 uh, and it's uh, as, as I said in my class. It's cool. My wife rolled her eyes when I did that. <laughs> uh, but but uh, what the heck? This is man up, man. <laughs> What, what, what
2: age group do you teach? So I, I teach. I,
1: I teach. I teach people. You know, parents of now parents of high schoolers and college. I think. Okay. I think this group started as parents of middle schoolers.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. All right. Well, as we're coming down to the uh, <clears throat> to the end of one seventeen, my takeaway is this, and Steve was absolutely right. A woman manned up in in this particular story. And sometimes leadership is thrust on the person by the situation. And we need to remember that as men and even you women out there. Sometimes a situation calls for a leader and someone to man up. Although we're geared towards men in this particular class, hey, sometimes women need to man up too. So, And with that, Thank you so much. This is podcast number 117. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud. We're also on iTunes. We have a Facebook page where we now have that, uh, that wonderful medieval painting that uh, Steve and Robert were talking about <clears throat> that at Man Dash Up. I want to invite each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go. And when you go, take the opportunity to stop in on a small group fellowship, commonly known as a Sunday school or adult Bible fellowship, they may call it. You get the, to dive into lessons like this and get deeper understanding the op- and the opportunity to bring it up to date and to apply it to their lives and your situation. And find one that has men only. And if there is one, start one.